Welcome to the 40K Lorecast. Welcome to the 40K Lorecast with me, John Barsati, and Brad Chester. This guy. All right, Brad. Well, we started Orcs last week, and we are not stopping. So <laughs> let's keep that train going. Last week, we covered you know some pieces of Orcs that, that we both like, You know how they function, who's in charge. This week, we're going to dive into some of the Orc leaders and some of their greatest exploits. Which are... Which are innumerable. They are the perfect species and they are perfect in every way. But like any good orc, some are more perfect than others. Also, <laughs> there's a lot to choose from because you have to remember, if you listen to the last, orcs were around, oh yeah, 65 million years ago. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a break. There wasn't a Necron I dug in and slept for, I, yeah. I went past the alarm kind of thing. No, they, 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 they've been orcing. They've been orcing. And what orc means is, they don't put it in the GPS. They just go to random places and do random things. And well, or civilization doesn't really progress. It's it's already yeah, they, good they, where it is. They didn't take a poetry break. No. There, there wasn't. There wasn't. I mean, the good news for them is there was no Black Plague. The, uh, the downside for them was there was no Renaissance. There yeah. has just been orking. Orc. Yeah. There's just been orc. Yeah. There are trillions of probably future life forms that do not exist because of the orcs this period of time finding their planet before they grew up. And the thing is, is that orcs, let's go into the basics of orcs though. Mm -hmm. Again, one of the biggest things is orcs aren't as big of a threat as long as orcs are contained to not having that many other orcs around them. Orcs become more organized, more violent, more powerful, and they also get a purpose once you reach a critical mass of orcs yeah you now have the biological imperative to go fuck some shit up <laughs> well it, and it's actually cool you mentioned because i mean one of the stories i love reading about is that when orcs are on a great crusade and moving across the across the galaxy they have to be fighting even within their own ships otherwise they get bored and it kind of they, almost they lose deflate the, they, they lose the walk yeah, they, they actually become weaker less strong mm-hmm. like less actually the people that are pushing it less intelligent less driven yep. they're driven by aggression they legitimately eric banna hulk out yeah. look at the movie that's yeah, a long time eric banna <laughs> there have been six hulks and you picked but that's the only one that got bigger because he got angry they all did that's literally what the no hulk does. once he was the hulk he got bigger hulk okay fair but not really Anyway, I mean, oh, it was bad. There's literally every Hulk, but it's fine. But the the big thing about it is, what the, the reason that they're not, they're, the reason that they're comedy gold is they're hilarious and they're just comedy yeah, gold. Comedy the gold. reason that they're not taking over the entire galaxy is unbelievable, no organization, but also exactly that they lose the will, the the reason. Yeah. If you make orcs and pockets of orcs because orcs have different planets mm-hmm. they also have different clans we'll go into much later oh yeah but like you know you have these different pockets of orcs that just get into squabbles by themselves and they do orc things but they're not interplanetary they're not intergalactic they're just doing things 
I say on a uh, a system level, which is huge for now. Yeah, yeah. they're the, only in an entire system of planets yeah. doing doing orc yeah, things. The people but, that are currently trapped on the one planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they literally have to have that mass, and that's always led by a leader conflict. who was. Well, it's conflict. Yeah, but it's a leader that brings them to conflict. It's they have to have somebody that ignites. They have the impetus. They have the mm -hmm. match that lights that. So and these leaders are all the ones we're going to talk about are all the, the matches. They're the people that fired the orcs up and made it a bonfire when some have made it more than a bonfire. <laughs> right. So we're going to go through this. We're going to do this a bit more free form than done in the past, but the, the idea is to talk about some of the big stories, but also some of the quick kind of one-off stories that, that we enjoyed. We're not going to cover the entirety of the orc history because again, this is not about us telling you, you know, all the pieces, just these are the stories that we thought were the funniest. So you're all welcome to start with them. And I, the one I want, I think we should start with is the Great Crusade. So mankind has to, uh, the emperor has unified mankind. We are going into the stars. This is going to be great. And what's the first Xenos that, that they run into? <laughs> yeah, like orcs. Hello. Hello. Ooh, and you guys like fighting? We like fighting. So they run into an orc. I wouldn't even call this a wa. It was just a big orc settlement in a plant called Goro. And it was mostly though a mech boy adventure mostly. Yeah. And so but they, they were are, looking for parts basically. And they are literally stalling the Great Crusade. And I want to go back again. I mean, we said the last episode, and I'm gonna keep harping on it. Orcs on paper, if you read this without any tone, are terrifying and they're a, they are they are the most powerful species in the galaxy. So mankind is expanding into the stars with the full support of Mars, the Emperor, and everything, and they keep hitting walls because there's an orc infestation somewhere. The Emperor decides to put this down, and he well, goes. He to wants to end them. He does. Yeah. It's not even just at that point there in time. The no Emperor orcs. is like, "We're we're getting. I'm done with check. Kill yeah. all of the orcs. Yeah, not we're just some of the orcs." But he also didn't realize how widespread it is and how cold of a race it was. For him, originally, this is just a segment of the galaxy. Right. And there's just an infestation. And they're annoying. That's actually true, yeah. Because even with his contact with the Immaterium, he wouldn't really know about orcs. No, because they have there. no real history right. or anything else. Side question, because I have to decide. Did the Emperor know about the Eldar? I think so. Okay. Just, I mean, side question for us. That we'll... Don't worry, we're going to do Eldar episodes. <laughs> but anyway, we'll do that. So they decide to go after the main source of it, which is Goro. And one of my favorite parts about Goro is Goro is this massive mech planet powered by the most powerful plasma technology possibly in the history of the universe. That they also accidentally yeah, made. That they were bored and put it together. The orcs have no idea how this technology works, I might add, but they have the most powerful plasma. Also, if you're modeling up your mech boys and you're not making them look like Doc from Back to the Future, why not? Yeah, oh, it's, it's fantastic. They go down to this planet. The Emperor and Horus invade the planet. As, you know, buddy style. We're going to go and we're, we're going to kill all of the orcs. My favorite part of this is... The Emperor, who is, we've said before, the most powerful being in the planet. By far. 
gets knocked on his ass by a, by an orc plasma gun because he's also not has no idea that this is yeah. a you don't think that the orcs have any of this yeah they're just dumb it looks like guys that are running at you with sticks and then occasionally oh yeah they have giant gargants and stompas show up and things that shouldn't exist and they kill you with guns that they made up names for and the emperor then the mech one of the mechs boys grabs him and begins crushing his armor at the same way horus did at the end of the horus heresy <laughs> so a, hor- a a space marine primarch fully infused with all the chaos gods was on par with random mech boy who was angry and juiced up yeah he was using his new new thing he made yeah now i will say at this point horace did chop that said orc's arms off and then he and the emperor i think my note here says went double dragon on the rest of the orc oh clan. they pummeled the orcs <laughs> i you uh unfortunately apparently you did just like in the movies where you have the the hero is getting beat up and then gets upset about something and then goes super scion mm-hmm. they went Super Saiyan. Every orc on the planet was killed. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was just the two of them might have actually been capable of it. But I think the whole point of the story is simply, this was not even, this wasn't a wa. this wasn't even a war boss. This was a mech. The, the orcs also considered this a good scrap. Yeah, oh yeah orcs were happy. They This actually probably, in some ways, oh, in quotes, doomed mankind, because the orcs discovered these well, are a fun fight. Well, that's the thing is, is they found out that there's really good enemies because also orcs every time until now in the Great Crusade, every time they encountered humanity, there was never a good fight. Yeah, it was just kind of like, they were just oh, like yeah, yeah. Just, they, they literally leave. Yeah. Because orcs aren't the good guys, but they're not the bad guys. They're just yeah, they're orcs. Not, yeah, they're not psychopaths. And it, it, we keep talking about this. It's why... When you're playing 40k, one thing one of the challenges is in picking an army. And we're gonna dive more and later into a thing like why Brad and I both play orcs. And it's not just a competitive reason. But the thing is, it's fun about orcs, and you don't feel bad playing them. Yeah, they're the bad guy, but are they? They're just they are. Yeah. They just are. They are, but they're not they're not sitting there. The orcs never want to go, like I said, and destroy a civilian planet. No, they they're looking for again, a yeah. good scrap. They're looking for a battle. That's it. And that's and that's what gets them going. Which actually probably leads us into our next one, the War of the Beast. Now, before we even get into this, and we're going to definitely get a couple things wrong, because I've audiobooked this yeah. like six times because I keep falling asleep in the middle of it. And then, uh, you know, I, 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 if, if KR actually, when I, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give him props on this. He goes, have you read this? And I go, yes and no, because I've fallen asleep to it yeah. like seven times. I've been present to it being read to me. Yeah. <laughs> so... But I really like this because this is the first time mankind really gets a taste of what the orcs can be. Yeah. And it's actually... They, they've had some mass orcs before, but they haven't had... I believe this is the first wah. We'll get corrected because the one, the only downside about doing a podcast on orcs is you're going to get corrected. Yeah. <laughs> like, and for all of you correcting me, I appreciate it. I'm just... As far as mankind goes, I think this is the first... This is our first. You know, we might be wildly wrong, but I think it is. I I do a good amount of research for these things before we put them out. This is the first one I have because the the, the Ulanor wasn't really a wall. It was just a. It was it was, it a was cent- just a lot of orcs. It was a, it was a centerpiece of an of an orc army of an orc uh, empire. 
Same with um, the Great Crusade. But, oh Lord, it, 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 everything I'm reading tells me this was the first time the orcs organized. And so... It, the, the orcs organizing came to them. Mm -hmm. They weren't just in the way or happened to be. Because before, all these meetings in the Crusade are Imperium... Expansion. Expansion. Yeah. And they're meeting orcs. And then the orcs gathered on wherever the hell the the Imperium was. You know, yeah. they came... Oh, you're an Olinar, for instance. Everybody from around came there. But like now, the this is the first time the orcs are actively going in a vector. <laughs> They're going this way. Let's set the, the stage for this, though. We are a thousand years after the Horus Heresy. Mankind's number one focus has been reunify old planets, kill chaos. That's what they're that's what they're going on. Also, pause. If you want to be perfectly honest now, kill chaos. Kill anyone that knows that chaos might exist. There's a few. There, there might be some purging of some records. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Mankind is kind of pursuing threats. This feeds the worst thing possible, which is orcs. The planet didn't matter, but the battle did. So we start rocking. We get a, we're scrumming, we're Queensberry styling it. There's so much me using hand gestures right now. And none of you can see it. I, <laughs> I, I get all of the Brad hand gestures. I actually, Brad has a lot of mannerisms that none of you get to see. The, but the best part is they give a Star Wars moment here because they literally go, what? That's that small moon coming at us. That's no That's moon. moon. <laughs> and it's literally orcs who just MacGyvered. Effectively, a moon. They just yeah. a giant. I mean, well, I, it's a metal. It's not even moon. They 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 took a yeah, bunch of, of they, they, space scrap and made yeah. a circle. Yeah, they did. Well, I'm saying they, they yeah they basically they took an asteroid and started just kept putting stuff on it mm -hmm. until it was a giant heap. They 18 MacGyvered. I'm using all my 80s yeah. references, but they make this literal attack piece of garbage that's as big as a moon. And lands. Well, and, it, it, you just said land. It lands. Full quotations, air quotes on it. Smashes into it. We have to make Brad happy here. Hey, Brad, was there a Space Marine chapter that was in charge of defending this? I mean, probably the worst, most feeble chapter of all time. So, for those who aren't figure where we're going, it was defended by Imperial Fists. They got ruined. And the Imperial Fist, I, get, I keep going to go back to why I love orcs. The Best Space Marine chapter at building defenses and repelling invaders went down like a sack of potatoes. Well, that's because no one else orcs. decided to drive a moon. Yeah, that it was true. They, 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 in all of Rogaldorn's teaching, he never taught them, well, what, what if our opponents don't have to follow the laws of physics, build a giant piece of metal with guns sticking out of it, and attack us? Also... You said land, they crashed they and ignored it right the it. laws of physics and re-entry into a planet's yeah. atmosphere and just drove it. Same chapter that held the entire Horus heresy at bay. Yeah, they did not do it here. <laughs> Orcs. This fell in like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, just straight through. Because they also landed said moon in the middle. One like, yeah. hey, it would be way easier and more convenient for us to fight. If we land on top of the tower, that the fortress that we're going to hit. This, though, got worse 
because we took the one planet. It wasn't just that that the orcs were targeting, though. True it story. was the entire system. system Plus, I mean, it's actually a segmentum. So. It's the exact segmentum. They the segmentum were, is actually a group of solar systems, effectively. A portion of the Milky Way all of a sudden began to burn. Because, At the same time, it was a huge... Again, orcs accidentally made... And again, this is a 1,000% accidental. It's not like they sat and they diagrammed this Ocean's Eleven-style heist-wise. They psychically all attacked at the exact same time. Now the entire galaxy is beginning to burn. This is a worse invasion than the Horus Heresy, which was, I'm going to use the word only here, a thousand years prior, but mankind has not fully recovered from the Horus Heresy. Horus, remember, just wanted to get the soul. He, he was doing some little things here and there, but his, he, had, he, had, he had a purpose. The Yorks are just trying to kill every space marine that they can find because well, it's a fight. They're only trying to get yeah. into fights, too. At so, this stage, this is the again, greatest threat. We have not literally talked about the fact that it's the War of the Beast because the orc leading it well, we're gonna get is the beast. <laughs> the orcs are being led by a super war boss named the Beast. And for those of you who know I'm wrong on that, I know, too, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we already had this argument, by the way. Yeah, it's like, don't worry, we're getting there. Let's remember, this, it, orcs are doing this. They're, this is galaxy-wide. They're also fighting the Eldar, the Dark Eldar, the Tower around at this point, I believe. So this is like the 32nd. No, second. Town out. Town out, yet. All right. Well, they, they were, the Tower kept their heads low. They're also they're, way to the east. Way to so. the east. Still... They're fighting. The orcs are fighting everyone now. As the force is coming closer, just sorry. I'm. We have our notes going on, and one of it in the middle of nowhere. John just writes, "Suck it, Emperor." Mankind decides to figure out where this invasion's coming from, and they realize it's Ulanor, which is why I wrote, "Suck it, Emperor." You had a. You conquered the orcs on Ulanor. You held a big parade, and where are the orcs? Where's your next giant orc invasion coming from? Your stupid parade planet. So, <laughs> your stupid parade yeah. planet. Which, by the way, is going to come up again and again and again. Maybe they should have built it. I'm just throwing out there. They should have built a Death Star and blown the planet up. Because Ulanar is going to come up a lot. Yeah, like orcs infest places. Yeah, and they don't like losing. So. Well, it's not even the orcs don't even like losing. The orcs go back to where they know a good fight is to be that's had. That's a good point. Yeah. Because I don't even know if orcs are looking... For wins yeah, losses. You're right. It's, it's, it's not about revenge. It's actually the opposite of revenge. It's like, ooh, every I time want another we go, shot at that. Every yeah. time we go here, we have a great fight. And so we're going back. Yeah, like I'm, I'm for sure going there. They don't want to go to an agro planet, you know, or agriculture, not agri agri agricultural planet. They, they want to go to an agro planet, yeah. but not an agricultural planet. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they want to get in fights. They leave sometimes. I mean, besides Yorick. There's been a bunch of times when they just went, there's no Marines here. Eh, yeah, I'm going You home. guys are blamed. This you have, is, these guys are dudes. This is book. Everyone I hit in the head just dies. Yeah. yeah. I haven't <laughs> even hit one guy that hit me back. Yeah. I might have a hard hit. Like, uh, let, the, let the Gretchen do it. Together, the Imperium decides they have to go and cut the head off the beast, actually. And, and the they thing go is, to Ulanor using one of Brad's buddies. 
Vulcan. Who is back again. <laughs> you know, because he's an immortal. He's, 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 he's going to keep coming back. So basically, they send Vulcan. And it's easy to get Vulcan to do anything because they're like, oh, no, the, the people are having a bad time. And Vulcan yeah. Yeah. is the some... only good guy in the freaking galaxy, by the way. Screw you, anybody are, that thinks anybody's the good guy. There are people in danger, and Vulcan's like, I'm, I'm going. I'm yeah. on my way now. <laughs> and, and there is, because orcs aren't known for not having collateral damage. Yeah. Yes, they're looking for a good scrap. They want to fight the best warriors. But also, eh, they're not real worried about whether their tactics... I own, I own an English bulldog, and Brad has seen what my dog does when she wants to get from point A to point B. There's collateral damage. My four-and-a-half-year-old can be Max. in between. <laughs> it, he's getting knocked to the damn ground because the bulldog wants some pets. But they, the orcs are Orcs are the same way. And the thing is, is the orcs, again, not the bad guys, definitely not the good guys, though. Oh, no. So Vulcan's well-motivated. It's 100% on this. I love this story. They land... They fight their way to the temple, and in the temple, there is a giant, this temple in the middle of Ulinar. I mean, and we say yes. temple, by the way, it's not polished edges Notre Dame. It's the mm. biggest hunk of metal. It, in my mind, <laughs> it is definitely Notre Dame. It's... Yeah, Brad's going that way. My viewpoint is, because unlike Brad, I have a small child, mm. is what happens when a small child builds with blocks. It's It starts at one point and ends at another, Probably diso disobeys the laws of physics because that's how they wanted to build it. <laughs> well, the biggest thing is is that hey, not the biggest. The, one of the things about this is it's massive. Like you put statue, there's a statue of the beast. It's not a statue. It is a colossal, thirty foot metal structure. Because it, well, in the, in the stories, they keep adding to it. Everybody that comes down mm -hmm. to, to say that they're going to fight for him because there's different clans of orcs. Everybody that wants to fight for the beast effectively chuck some stuff onto the statue yeah it's they're in the, the temple and they're looking around trying to find the beast they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna cut the head off this monster and all of a sudden that giant statue yeah that's true gets up <laughs> turns out it's not a statue it's a 30 foot orc covered in armor <laughs> but the, the jankiest stuff because again Mm -hmm. It's all stuff that was offered in tribute that he's just, he's just wearing. Yeah, I'm just saying. Imagine someone that is you go like, into the no, you're going to the dragon's horde, and a guy is wearing the dragon's horde. I was going to go with Mr. T. Yes, that, I was going to go. I was going with Mr. T, but like everywhere. Because I'm saying he's just he's literally wearing the horde of stuff yeah. that other orcs gave to the beast. He just has it like he's it's on him. And this is fantastic, by the way. If you can't imagine a giant orc. Yeah, a 30-foot orc fighting Vulcan. Yes. With his hammer. But he's also covered in what orcs think is treasure, too. Yeah. So it's like a license plate. Oh, just making a ton of noise. Yeah. Lights <laughs> reflecting over. You're fighting a disco ball of garbage. Right. <laughs> Vulcan, and we can, we can, I'm not going to give the story justice here, so I'm going to skip ahead. Vulcan and the beast fight. Vulcan eventually realizes that he can't kill the beast. But also, he knows a way to get rid of the beast. Because, yeah. wait a second. Hey, beast, are you an eternal? Yeah, you're a perpetual. Perpetual, sorry. Are you a perpetual? No? Cool. cool. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and grab your ass. Yeah, how is this place powered? By orc technology? 
which by the way, not OSHA approved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some reason, the generator wasn't welling in cat in case yeah. and just throws himself. I mean, they also have effectively a warp engine yeah. <laughs> on a planet. Unshielded. Unshielded. Vulcan, to his credit, sees it, hits him in the head real hard, and then the two and grabs him and does that like movie thing where you grab the bad guy and jump. You know, I don't know. Oh, the eighties action the movie dive. Yeah, exactly. Like dive into the into slow the, motion, of course. Yeah. Oh, this is completely slow motion into the generator, which explodes, kills the beast, kills Vulcan, sort of. You know, and then <laughs> technically does kill him. I mean, no one has been killed more than him. Well, you don't really get to get killed more than him. Name, True. name two more perpetuals. You know, I mean, like, let's, let's I go. I can. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... Every Malkador. Yeah, exactly. It's like Malkador, that's it. It's him and Malkador. There's a couple others, I think, but that's the ones that we know of. There's probably some guy named Tim who's on some random planet again. <laughs> he's just not having a good time. It's like, like, oh, if I, yeah. And he's only a perpetual. Yeah, Tim's just a perpetual. He's been through like four tiered invasions. Absolutely and, no yeah. other, no yeah. powers whatsoever. No powers. He just gets eaten over right and over and it's over. Like, this over sucks again. so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, this wild air quotes, mm -hmm. this disperses the orc resistance. Well, yeah, because the orcs stop fighting and the space marines go, cool, they leave the planet. And as soon as they get up, my next note here is an orc is never beaten because all they hear on their comms over and over again is I am slaughter. I am slaughter. I am slaughter over and over and over again. Well, it's important to note that that's, this isn't like what happened after you got killed for an hour. Yeah. This goes on for weeks. Weeks. Yeah. yeah. The only thing in uh, it, the Imperium forces saying, but we killed him. I guess we missed the next one up is an Imperial Fist named Corland, who was, I believe, he was the head of the Imperial Fists at this point, yeah. or what was left of them, because the Beast killed them all, decides, all right, well, we're killing... Somehow Vulcan didn't get him, and I don't yeah. think Vulcan has re resurrected yet. Yeah. So I'm going to grab a group of assassins and sisters and custodians. He brings the Marines. most motley crew of everybody. Mm -hmm. And also at this time, it is very fractured at this point in time. When yeah, we're still a thousand years out. Yeah, well, I'm saying, but Imperium forces are very odd at this point in mm -hmm. time because we've had we have a lot of forces that are not full force. So they show up with just yes. Yeah, whoever raised their hand, right? It's kind of like, hey, we're going to go fight this thing, and people volunteer. Because this is still a point in time where you could just grab everybody from this area of the galaxy that was Imperium and go, you got to come with me. Kind yeah, of thing. we have to go deal with this. So they get there. They have to literally sacrifice spaceships to land it on the planet because the orc defenses are so so strong. Let's we whoa, we should we should dig in pause, pause on this because this isn't like a hey they were strong because there was a couple guys working out in gym shorts uh, picking fights. The orcs had made because they saw what titans were I think yeah. and just decided hey man let's make some of those we should do that. Yeah. And also, they keep doing stuff from us from the sky. What happens if we made just big guns that shot things? Where? In the sky. It, like in the air? No. In orbit. In, orbit. <laughs> in fact, tractor cannons become their thing. So they also, one of my favorite, and we're going to do an episode, don't gun. worry. Amazing. Uh, uh, we're going to do an episode on orc weapons. Don't get me wrong, but we'll, we'll, we'll spoil it now. 
The orcs make a gun that grabs things and pulls them and slams them into the earth. Correct. It, it's not like a tractor <laughs> beam. It literally says, effectively, I shoot you and I pick another point, and then you just get and pulled I into that you point. And slam you into it. So they have these gigantic titans. You know what I mean? These are above. These are, yeah, they're, they're gargants, mecha gargants, which are... I want to point out, like when when we talk, those of us who play the game, when you talk like an imperial, if you've ever seen a gorgonaut versus a knight, a knight has legs and it walks around, it's mobile, does this thing. A gorgonaut is a pyramid. It's widest at the base and it narrowest looks, at the top. It looks like a penguin walk. Because that's how orcs build things. They just kind of, well, it has to go tall. I don't know. Keep adding to it and it gets bigger and bigger. It's kind of like that statue, which wasn't of, a statue. Yeah. It's just a bunch of shit thrown on it. And the thing orcs like on their walkers are lots and lots and lots of guns. One thing that I love about this story is mankind is landing on these planets fighting orcs. They're dumb. They're well, green. They're wildly not ready for this, though. Yeah, because that's the point. before no prepare. They, they have no idea that they're going to make these things because all of the time before, it was hand-to-hand. -hand. It was some shooting, but it was like, trucks and small, yeah, small mechanized things. things it was fighting a resistance force kind of thing and all of a sudden you're like yeah man they have titans yeah somehow yeah they saw our titans and went oh, all right let's and you're like that. how long did it take them to build those you're like in a time that is not yeah. actually realistically yeah. possible we're not sure but they're all here now yeah like they just decided that they could make this they breached the palace because the orcs aren't gonna move anything it's they get in there there is another, there is a 30-foot beast. And I use the word another because a lot of you know where I'm going with this, but we're not going to get there yet. Also, the, I cannot recommend again off these books. This is, these are, this is actually some of the better writing, especially a post-heresy. This is probably the War of the Beasts is the best one post-heresy. It's just, it's really fun for That's, one. Yeah, the orcs are just a funny, orcs are always fun, but this is hilarious. They go in, they realize what they could do maybe is using a pariah to use effectively invert the well, warp let's, power. Let's, let's pause real quick. Pariahs are negative things, basically things that don't have an imprint in the warp. They don't have mm -hmm. psychic. They effectively don't have a soul. They don't show up in yep. the warp. And so the pariah actually attacks not the war boss, but the weird boys around him. Creates for those of us who played eighth edition and rolled a fourteen <laughs> <laughs> on on our to jump, the orc weird boys begin exploding, and that force actually kills the giant the, the beast yeah, because of the, again orcs are effectively made of again, they're energy. made of like they're may, may not always be able to manifest it but they are made of it. Not only does it kill the beast, but it actually takes the entire planet and they all just become completely disabled. Well, they, they psychically shot. Mm. Again, real quick on this, to back up, we, we touched on it multiple times, but I want to really hammer it home. All orcs, right? Eldar, have this sophisticated tendrils of psychic energy. Well, We're all connected. Warp. Yes, I can always feel the warp at all Orcs time. are literally railroad tracks of psychic energy connects everybody. That's just a thing. Yeah. It's just, it's a hard wire. It is the Christmas extension cord that is 15 extension cords tucked together that they're duct taped and they frayed about 18 times but your dad refuses to throw it away yeah that orcs is, are a fire hazard 
That is the connection that orcs have to each other. It already is bad, and they set explosives off inside everybody. They've now killed the beast again. At least they think so, for a matter of maybe two minutes. Because in right after they kill this, this beast... It, but you know what? Screw this. We're doing this right now. Is the beast the same all the time? Is it another incarnation of Brad the same entity? Brad and I were discussing entity? this at lunch. No. There are six of them. I don't I, believe, I, I believe this. I, I believe, reading the books, I believe that there are six beasts. There I, are. They are all... I don't... It's a weird one. Could they be like orc clones? So not like clone clones? I think they're a collective of the same entity. It could be that as soon as you kill one, it just possesses the next. That's, but, uh, that's what yeah. I think. Okay. I think because the orc psyche can be transferred. We'll show that later too. Oh, yeah. Either way, a new beast walks in the room and kills everyone, everyone in the room. Like and, now, now. Because yeah. everybody's seems... standing around and they think they've won. And then another version of the boss shows up in 100% health and just murders everybody kind of before they know they're in a fight. Yeah. They just get ruined. Just walks in because we, we did it. High five, yeah, guys. He, he doesn't uh, challenge anybody. He doesn't do anything. He just, just starts just wrecking. Starts whomping. And they all get whomped. Obviously, the Imperium has to try again. <laughs> you know, They start cheating, though. This time they cheat. And they do realize what worked last time could work really well. And they make a bomb out of a captured orc psyker. Yes, and they also bring the Sisters of Silence. They build what they call an anti-WA device, which I've also seen written described as an inverted WA. So instead of you bring this bomb, he goes off and he sucks all the psychic energy out of every orc within a certain radius. And as which Brad is said, hilarious because they literally try to defeat the orc horde. Yeah. This vicious horde, unstoppable killing machine by making them sad. Yeah. Well, they just kind of give up. I mean, this that's really what they do. This actually does work. For those yes. of you who want more details on this, read the books. They're I really, mean, really good. I'm not good. doing it justice, but that is kind of what they did. Is They made a sad bomb and all the orcs. It did kill the beasts. And then the rest of the orcs were just like, well, I mean, what's the point? Also, there's like two or three more actually epic beast fights that were just glossing the fuck over i just there's only so much time i didn't know but i'm just saying like in the books there's there is six versions of this and And all of them do not go down with without a fight going to my love of orcs is the aftermath of dealing with orcs they made a chapter yeah they literally create the death watch because of this yeah and the death watch is the you know what let's talk, let's call the Death Watch what it is. Hmm? The Death Watch is the Avengers project. Yeah, they literally take Marines from all the chapters, mm-hmm. and they take the guys that have the best knowledge of the best history, the best pedigree of killing Xenos, mm-hmm. and they put them in one place and tell them, figure it out, make your own like no, there's no holds barred, make your own detachments. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you want your organization to work. All you need to do is when we call you, you need to kill Xenos. And to credit to them, they actually, the orcs probably saved humanity by doing this because not too long after the War of the Beasts is when they start bumping into much more aggressively Dark Eldar, Eldar. This is going to come up a lot. 
and eventually the Tyranids. I do think that because of... And they get really good at killing yeah, Xenos. That's it, because of mankind's fight with orcs actually prepared them for the Tyranids. They were invasion. wildly not... That is a big thing, though. I do want to state this, and I know it's an orc thing, but like the Imperium of Man was wildly unprepared at this point in time for anything that wasn't chaos. Yeah. Or basically like us fights hmm? you know it could be just somebody that just rebelled because a lot of systems rebelled well i mean that that's what it was if you, if you look through the history of it there were all the, the xenos fights they were having there were some I mean, there were there were walkthroughs though yeah they, they fight even when they fought orcs it wasn't this level of organization no. then they have the horus heresy which is hard but you're still fighting each other and well, now just, you, in, in these specific tactics yeah. and using your weapons i mean again plague marines infestations etc 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 but it's not quite the same obviously you all know at some point we're gonna get to gaz and we're gonna get to gaz because that is the ultimate in the story but before we get to gaz i wanted just to highlight some of brad and my favorite stories of of certain war bosses doing what i think are hilarious things oh uh, you mean like zagstruck and the fact yeah. that storm storm boys by themselves literally saw effectively saw marines with jump packs and went we can do that too what are you gonna do um i'm gonna strap a canister to your back yeah. you're like i don't think that's what they're doing sure it is sure it is we're gonna light we're gonna like fuel on yeah. fire I'm, yeah I'm, I'm going to put a rocket on your back and you're gonna fly around with a pistol and a club and it's going to be awesome you're like is that a rocket that will explode Maybe. <laughs> Zach, this actually might be my favorite story, so we're going to go ahead and do it. Zagstruck, with his Storm Boys, are fighting the Samhain. Which, are, for those of you who don't know, which chapter of Eldar are they, Brad? They are the Ricky Bobby of yeah. Eldar. One go fast. They're the mounted, they, they're the bike, they're everybody that can go super fast. Again, Eldar see OCD and go, I'll show you OCD. I'll show you OCD. <laughs> yeah. Nice try. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing for a thousand years. I spent the last 200 years working on the clutch. That's all I've been doing. <laughs> so, but they, they, they go super fast. They are literally all the bike riders, but they are also an aggressive craft. Yeah. And they are fighting. But the, the Samhain, with Eldar, for those, we're going to cover this more in the Eldar episode, Eldar really can't afford to die. They actually do have to fall back pretty quickly because they don't have high numbers. Eldar, and they love to use the webways. They, they, they jump out of nowhere, catch you off guard, and especially Samhain, go super fast and catch you. Well, they ran into a wall, which is the orcs. The Samhain flee back through the webway. And Zagstruck sees them going into the webway and goes, me too, grabs the Storm Boys. You're not doing this justice oh, no, I'm at all. I'm about to get into the psychoticness of this. The webway is only used... By the Eldar. It also wasn't open. At it the wasn't time. open. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. She just roadrunnered a cliff face. The Eldar have been doing this for who knows how long, millennia. They've been jumping in and out of the webway, and no one's been able to do anything about it. And all of a sudden, Zagstruck just went, Yeah, I'm going in there too. Yeah. He, and again, it was a close. They went out of the webway and went into closed it. The webway closed, and Zagstruck didn't even didn't even open. Just flew through. Just the, decided yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. in. Flew through the two pillars and disappeared <clears throat> with his storm boys, because apparently, 
just believe you can. Again, Roadrunner. Power of belief. <laughs> and my favorite part of the story is, this is it's in the codexes. You guys can read these, book, these stories. Ten months later. Which is no time. Which is no time. He just comes wandering into what is his war. War party. The, the best part about this is Zangstra doesn't talk about anything. They, like yeah. For him, it's just like not that much time. He just, yeah, he just shows up, kills the guy who'd taken his Talks place. literally nothing about and it. And then just gets back to his thing. And the He's only, like, all right, let's do this, guys. And like, only everyone notices that he has some really <laughs> shiny Eldar helmets that, that, yeah. that, are high, that, that are hanging off his waist. Not a word. And yeah. I just like, like the story. And also, there's there's some very good Zagstruck uh, kit bash models that, that exist out there. They're awesome. Um, they're really great. I'm a huge fan of Zagstruck. I'm not in 10th edition. Uh, he was so good. Yeah, I'm going to let you take this one because this is actually a good story. We covered this one last time uh, briefly, but we're going to cover it again here because we need to. Um, War Boss Tusca. This is maybe every orc player that I know's favorite story. So Tusca is out there fighting kind of near the eye of Terra and keeps bumping into demons and goes, well, these things are awesome and decides to keep fighting the demons. And he keeps getting closer to the eye yeah. of Terra. Well, he ends up going into the yeah, eye saying, of Terra. He, yeah. he, he keeps getting closer and closer because the closer he gets, the more cool fights he gets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets, all of a sudden, he's not only in the eye of Terra, he's now fighting his way through the demonic worlds until finally he gets to one of Korn's main planets, in which case he does lose that battle. They get flatlined. They get flatlined. But Korn goes, well, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Also, I have no idea who these guys are, but this is great. This is great. And I want to point out, orcs don't have souls. I don't know how he does this, but begins resurrecting the orcs and just brings in his whoever bloodthirster of the day to fight them and they're joyous and everyone's this is their valhalla yeah, this is no one no one could be happier than than both of them at this point which we should go into this real quick the chaos gods kind of know orcs exist and even though orcs are made of psychic they don't have a psychic manifestation in the warp yeah which is by design you know what fight me on an orc people the old ones literally made them this way yeah. so that they didn't ruin their, at the time, placid pond, oh, sea, orcs would have ocean. Done, orcs would have done so much damage. Correct. We would have but they don't. They yeah. don't. They literally basically, they barely make a ripple in the warp, even though they're made of psychic. Yeah, they're most powerful Right, but I'm saying they the don't pollute the warp. They don't do anything to it. Another fun one is Blood Axe War Boss, dude. Mad drug. Blood axes are just cool, period, by the way. Yeah, blood axes are the only sneaky orc, and take that for what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he is leading commandos, the only sneaky orcs. What do orcs do, Brad, when they see something cool? They get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what's they take it? Is there anything cooler than a Titan? No, because it's it, there's a reason that they like shiny gits. <laughs> So, Warboss Madrug and his commandos, he, he sees a Titan on a planet and goes, what that? Also, let's back up. Titans are so large of vehicles that they have their own infrastructure, cities, marketplaces mm -hmm. inside of them. Because there's so many people working in there yeah. that they have to have 
literally they're they're effectively mobile small well, it, cities. It's an aircraft carrier that walks. Yeah, exactly. And he just rolls in and goes, "I want that," and then takes kind of a long time to go about murder hoboing everybody that gets in his way. Killing everyone who works in the Titan till they and, get to the till they get to the middle bit, which is how you drive it. And then, well, he kind of drives it. Well, he, they turn it off. He he gets his mech. I was say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was giving him more credit than yeah. you're giving. You gave him your turned on. I said he kind of drove it. So it turned. We haven't done an episode on Titans, but the way that Titans function is you actually um, interact with it, a la Pacific Rim. But actually, no more more so that Pacific Rim actually was a kind way of doing it. You actually almost get oh no, you enslave into, people yeah, it, to this. Yeah, and your the entire the ship merges with its drivers to and they become one entity they're not meant to merge with orcs no, um like absolutely fact, no and also they don't disconnect a bunch of the other guys they just go let's do what two of those guys are doing yeah. and leave all of the rest of the guys and we'll just up. turn it on so the titan because they actually are almost sentient <coughs> goes crazy and it goes crazy. It just runs in a straight line, murdering everything. Yeah, destroying the entire, like the entire chunks of the planet as it just runs down the street, shooting guns. And, and that also literally goes to the most populated area of troops. Yeah. And it just blows and up. And self-destructs and, kill, and killing everybody. It took, the, <laughs> it took the Imperium hundreds of years to recover in this area. Well, that's what happens when you yeah. set off effectively a thousand nuclear bombs in down not even it's not even downtown because he didn't kill civilians yeah they went to the middle of command yeah the largest and, military base on a planet and blew the whole thing up as you guys know we're just going through fun stories here <laughs> one of just this, more this, this is my least thing. favorite though because i hate the freebooters i love and hate the free but actually i don't hate the free really you 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 were just scolding me on having bad luck in my army list I love the freebooters so much. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Wait for it. Okay. Yeah. So here's one deal. I hated the freebooters rules so much, but I love the freebooters stories because what freebooters do is they take your shit yeah. and they make it orcs. Yeah. And they literally have exhibit with them because I don't know. Is this too late? Because they pit my ride so hard. They just take whatever they you Actually, have. it's a very good reference because Pimp My Ride was famous for, for making cars a lot shittier while making them prettier on the exterior. Yeah. So that's actually quite accurate. They take vehicles that they go, I like what happened there. But what would happen if we put 14 more guns and 11 seats yes. on it? You're like, why the seats? Because we need guys to shoot the guns that we put on it. You're like, how's that going to work? I don't know why you keep talking back to me about this. Freebooters are fantastic for this. Freebooters are fantastic. The only reason I don't like freebooters is we had a period of time in the game where freebooters were, they, they made orcs not orcs. Yeah, they, they made orcs shoot orcs. Yeah. Just... But the, the actual freebooter clan is it's fantastic cool. yeah. because they will literally take anything that you're using. Also, they do this to other orcs. Yeah. They oh, just, other orcs dislike freebooters. If, so if you stealing. leave your shit alone for a a minute like if you look away that guy is literally yeah. 
changing everything about your truck and driving away. You're like, dude, I'm in the truck still. You can't, I'm right here. I was, I was unloading groceries, half, half my groceries. It's like, I put four guns on top yeah, of exactly. this like, and also spray painted my name on it. You're like, I'm, I'm literally standing inside this. You're like, well, I guess you're going for the ride because we're, this is mine now. Freebooters have the jankiest of jankiest. Mm -hmm. I cannot explain it enough. Their tech is so bad. They make everything wildly worse. I'm sorry, Freebooters, but they do. It works because they believe in it, but they take whatever they grab and make it so much worse. This is a very fun story. So Dak Bud Firegut and his Freebooters see a giant ship unattended floating <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and decide, well, I like that one. Cool. Spoiler alert, it's a Tyranid ship. It's a Tyranid <laughs> bio-ship. So, of course, they do what would a pirate do. Well, I'm going to harpoon it and drag it back to my, to my planet. As soon as they harpoon it, they're dragging it. Jesus and Gaunts come really flying out of it. No, they come running, running down the harpoon the, chains. Yes, to the, which the freebooters go... Awesome. Best I didn't even ever. know we're going to fight. Yeah, this best day ever. We're just going to sit here and shoot at them while they run down the chains and we drag it. Also, why do the freebooters have miles long chains to shoot? Because that is what they're coming down. Yes, they're coming down just long They chains. shoot chains into space almost, basically. They shoot chains into low with orbit. With harpoons with chains on I mean... This was a whaling vessel, effectively, <laughs> with a whale full of many very angry whales. <laughs> um, but my favorite part of the story is, after dragging this thing for what could have been months, they just start getting bored of shooting the Tyranids. Because the Bioship keeps making more Tyranids. Yeah, it doesn't stop, and they go, well, let's stop it. And so they just unhook the harpoons and leave it. and, and just <laughs> They leave it over an Imperial City. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, over a... Densely populated Imperial star system because they just went whatever and they leave it there. And the Imperial star system has what was effectively a dying Tyranid bio Titan bioship just in their orbit now. But it was as also a not a heavily defended. It was no. a regular system that was like, hey, we're in charge of making all the hubcaps yeah. for all the Lehman Russes. Well, hopefully the Space Marines are nearby because they were not. They were not. <laughs> so. I do love me some Big Macs. Of course. So I'll let Brad do Grubork. Yeah, is this Big the first is this the first shock attack? I think it might be. It's the first, it's the first mecha-sized shock attack, so we'll go with it. Okay. Grubork builds a gun. I mean, it's a ship, but it's not. He legitimately, and this is why I love everything about this, because he does, you know, I'm gonna go way old school. Mm -hmm. He does uh Decepticon magic and 80s style uh, Transformers and builds Megatron when Megatron used to just turn into a gun. Yeah. And he makes that out of a ship. The ship flies, but I really feel that the ship flies just because orcs believe it flies. Yeah. He makes a gun with basically rockets on the back of it to make it go places. And he makes a shock attack gun, which is the best orc weapon in the world. If GW makes the rules for shock attack gun just a little bit good, we all play them endlessly. Yes. <laughs> a shock attack gun literally says, I'm going to shoot snotlings. What are you going to do with them? Hold, please. 
how about we make the snotlings go through the warp and just find out what happens afterwards yeah. and then just propel that real fast at people. What's going to happen? I don't know. Probably stuff. Snotling's probably not going to make it. Yeah, Snotling. <laughs> Snotling now. Actually, that's a lie. The Snotling does occasionally make it. It does make it. And is super upset if there's the other side of this thing. But so he starts firing Snotlings, which is the hilariously the ammunition of a shock attack gun, which again goes, hey, grab some warp while you're in there, and then we're going to go there. And you go, what do you mean by grabbing warp? You'll figure it out. I haven't run a triple shock attack gun in so many years. So fun. It was so great. But he runs out of snotlings. And then just kind of goes, hey, guys, wonder what's in here. And then just starts kicking orcs into it. <laughs> I mean, that's in my mind. That's, that's not exactly that's how to describe it. But that basically is how he did it. He yeah. began kicking the orcs into it. So one of the orcs doesn't like this and decides to flip the switch from suck to blow. <laughs> if you don't get that reference, it's because you're not 40. <laughs> Spaceballs for life. Spaceballs is it's not even that great a movie, but it is actually quite funny. John Candy was a talent. Instead of sucking up orcs and shooting them at the planet, it sucks the planet into the shock attack gun. <laughs> And which, shoots it. Which then shoot, tries to shoot the planet, a warp speed planet out the other side. You just say, this explodes. And yeah, creates, things, do, things yeah, don't go well. And creates a new asteroid belt in the middle of the universe. But in good news, I mean, his gun did technically work. So we have to get, if we're talking about orc leaders, there is one. And only one. Gazgul Thraka. There we go. This is the meanest. He's the brainiest and the luckiest. No, he's especially the luckiest, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's what he's known as, by the way. Of course he is. Well, Makari, but we'll get Well, there. I'm saying, well, when I say Gasgol, I consider Makari to be part. Makari's of, part of Gasgol. Yeah, part of Gasgol. So that, that's a big deal on this. And Gasgol actually wasn't a fluke. Gasgol paid his dues. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Gasgol has earned his write up. Now, Gasgol was just a random guy mm -hmm. and went through an 80s montage. Of pump killing people, fighting, mm -hmm. being the biggest and the best, and also, again, still the luckiest. Because he was also the luckiest when he was still just a boy. Yeah, we're going to do a little spoiler here. Gaskell dies a lot. Him and Vulcan, actually. You made the joke, who's died more than Vulcan? <laughs> yeah, Vulcan's like, whoa, died whoa. more than Gas. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Saying. But I'm just saying, and Gas is not a perpetual, but orcs can be if they want to be. Well, they also just decided that he wasn't dead. Yeah. So they just believed him back into being like a lot, actually. I was going to say several, but I mean, it's correct because it's just more than three. Gasgol dies. They get Gasgol's parts back and just kind of duct tape him back together. Well, yeah. So Gasgol is invading a space Marine base and loses terribly with a bunch of his buddies. Like bad, bad. Yeah, bad, bad. You know, I, I, I don't want to go into it because it, it's a it's an embarrassing loss to be honest. With it's you. a bunch of Gaz's buddies try to go and o overtake an entire space marine base and say they don't. Yeah, make but there it. was like five of them. Yeah, there's yeah, five they, of them. Yeah, five orcs against. They, they had a plan. All space marines. Yeah. Yeah. What if we just hit them hard? Yeah, and like a bunch of guys went. Yeah, man, we're standing here holding watch. It's like we're just gonna kill these guys, right? So we're gonna cover in future episodes what a pain boy does, but. Gaz's body is then sold 
to a very specific pain boy named Mad Doc Grotsnick. And Mad Doc's awesome. Another awesome. Good model. But Mad Doc just takes his his orc body and starts experimenting on saying, well, what if I just like put a bunch of wires in his brain and then put a big adamantium plates on his Well, that's a big deal though because he's known for this. Gazgul is nigh unkillable because now he has an adamantium skull, which used to be one of his attacks, by the way. But like Gazgul now has something that other orcs don't, which is he has a un killable head, head. <laughs> he dies while uh while mad doc does this sort of kind of and he's out in the back so he just shut out with the garbage and the rest of the dead orcs and makari who's a nobody grot at this point he was literally looting his body he was looting for his body parts. wakes him up in the process of looting his body for parts and as gaz wakes up he has a vision of gork and or Mork, you know, <laughs> telling him what he has to be. And they express to him, and Gaz can't really follow it at this point, but he is, he is Shit, destined to leave. I forgot about this, though. Let's go into this, though, because when he grabs Makari, mm-hmm. they vision quest together. Yeah, Makari's, this grot comes with him on yes. this vision to see. But also, in the vision, it's Gaz and oh, crap you know this is yeah. why i don't read all the notes beforehand because sometimes it's a surprise to me too so literally gaz and makari are together on this vision quest but gaz sees makari with him and now decides makari has to go everywhere with him yep. because the orc gods have commanded it is their destiny yeah he is my he, he's my banner bearer and there's some fun stories of makari we'll, we may get to or not about him murdering everyone yeah, and he decides that he now has powered up and because of that vision he is now the chosen one of gork and mork and makari is his banner waver and makari has to be there at all times with him because he saw it in the vision I forgot that he saw it together. I knew the vision. Well, he looked into his eye, and then, and then through the eye, they saw everything right. together. Now, Gaz has a purpose. And I will say, there's nothing more terrifying than an orc with a purpose, because they commit. And he decides, first thing I'm going to do. Let the big blues back. Gaz was just random Ted. Yeah, yeah. The Gaz is yeah, not. He's not Gaz a war was boss. Not, Gaz he's was not, not a war boss at all. No, Gaz was not even Gaz at this point in time. He's just Ted. I mean, Gaz. I, Gaz goes in a vision quest, gets Makari, and goes, "I am the chosen of the orc gods, and I'm the leader of the orcs." And goes, "This is happening." So he went from Ted to the chosen one, right now. Right now. One thing I, that I actually was trying to find, and someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but. I don't think Gas is even knob-sized at this point. He was just an orc. Well, he's he's semi-juiced up. Gra- well, Grotsnick, uh, get, well, he got the he's got the adamantium skull already. Yeah, and he's already got the um. He effectively has biomechanical shit. He does, but what I'm getting at though is that we talked about this in the last episode. Orcs get bigger the more they conquest. So orcs, true, true. so Gaz is not a like war boss who's now going. to... Gaz is an orc who's about to become. The most powerful war boss in the galaxy. True, true. At the, at the time, I think he's mech boy-esque, actually. First thing Gaz has to go do is conquer the closest settlement, which is a Death Skull settlement. Gaz walks in, says, I'm in charge. Their war boss says, nope, nope, and proceeds, because a Death Skull, shoot him with 
all of his guns. And every single one missed. Did he matrix that? Did Gork and Mork get in the way and deflect all the bullets? Is it just because he's the one and he put his hand up and the bullets didn't go there? Either I, way, he gets honestly, hit zero I, times. I've been playing orcs for years. I, I I've rolled those shots. For the record, like he was still he was probably just standing towing a forest. That was impossible. Man. But anyway, Gaz then leaps up and pummels him. And and a key thing to what? Brad's point is that Gaz used to have an attack that was the headbutt. I was just about to say and, this is the first time because he he starts you. It used to be a devastating attack too, mm-hmm. but. He uses it. This is a signature move, by the way. If you're doing wrestling, this is a signature move. The headbutt, <laughs> no, it really is, though, because he's got an antimani- adamantium skull. So he literally crushes the other guy's skull with his adamantium skull yep. and goes, like I was saying, I'm in charge now. And because orcs have orc rules, they went, well, yeah, of course you are. Like, no one even bothers. Yeah, they just go, know. well, yeah, duh. He's in charge. Like, yeah. one, like why Why are you telling us this? We already know this. Like, this is clear. Like, Just fill out the paperwork, man. We're out of here. The next thing Gaz has to do, though, is conquer the, the Snazdaka, who is a bad moon. Bad moons are the pew-pew shooty guys. Mm-hmm. Bad moons are in charge of making all the guns shoot a little bit more. And as usual, because they're orcs, they just shoot a little bit more because, well, we just believe they shoot a little bit more. Yep. And so he has to do then... But the bad moon leader decides to play at a distance. I'm gonna use my I'm use my super fast yellow battle wagon. So it wasn't as fast as a red one, but it was very pew pew. Gaz is not just a brute force. He's also a thinky He's orc. Cunning but brutal. Yes. And he decides to use the cunning this time and lights a bunch of tire fires <laughs> to I mean, block not, out this. You're not wrong. That's <laughs> Again, when I say he's cunning, he was orc cunning. He's orc cunning. <laughs> so he keeps fighting me from a distance. Yes. What if he couldn't see anymore? Well, that would affect his ability. Block out the sun. <laughs> I said it. And then they get up close and personal, and an epic battle takes place, but it doesn't take place because Gasgo wins in like eight seconds. Yeah, Gasgo just goes. Gotcha. I heard you guys are really good at shooting and not that great at punching. So turns out I'm incredible at it, at punching. And then they fought the Goths, which are which become his. His I mean, it becomes it, it, his adopted. One of my favorite stories about the Goths, though, and we'll just do it really quick, is he gets in a fight with the Goth leader, and they have a one-on-one, and they get they decide to have a headbutt. Oh my contest. god! He chose the worst thing ever. He could have <laughs> chose so many other things. He could have chose push-ups. He could have chose yeah. hitting each other with. Chop us. He could have chose anything. He chose headbutting with the guy with the adamantium skull. It, spoiler alert, it goes real bad for he the guy that headbutts him into the ground. And my favorite part is the knobs who support this war boss are laughing and don't really, as, at their leader being knocked a foot into the ground. And then Gaz walks over and headbutts all of them unconscious and wanders off. Because why not? Because why not? So he has now conquered the planet. And he begins telling the orcs, I'm not about this planet. I'm about everything. We're going. And they're all saying, well, where are we going to go? We're going that way. And everyone, and notice, this coincides perfectly with a massive shift in the warp. And it's the great tear. I, I love the fact that a space Hulk showed. Yeah. Gasgo literally says, he effectively ends his sentence and goes, 
we're going to conquer everything. And they go, what? And he goes, everything. And a space Hulk shows up like right over. Right above, right above them. And he goes and he points to this giant chunk. And when we say space Hulk, for those who don't know what space Hulk is, it's a giant chunk of derelict well, metal no, it, and well, ship. Well, no, it's, 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 it's like hundreds of ships. Yeah. Put just, and when we see ships, I mean, gigantic like star destroyers from space from space star wars it's it's all of these jammed together and effectively fused guys just tells everyone on the planet go get in the ship hey was the ship empty brad it was empty of life yeah it's very full of it was demons. very full of demons very <laughs> very full of demons which it stopped being full of demons once all the orcs got up Gaz there puts a beat down on the demons i mean this is a like 80 to 3, they got a field goal at one point in time. This is a slaughter fest. It is just a, a jumping point to show that Gaz is awesome kind of thing. And he is, but the thing is, is why he is awesome, Gazgal is brimming with warp essence, which is what a wog is. He is, again, mm -hmm. Gaz is a blowtorch that is firing up the wog. He's then takes this ship after killing all the demons and begins heading into space. Although a fun side note, he didn't, he killed all the demons, but the demons keep coming back and they have to fight him again, which to, we talked about earlier ends up really helping the orcs out because it gives them something to, to do. do. So as they're moving through well, the shows, warp in space, well, let's talk about part of this. Yeah. He literally starts with effectively, which is a bunch of boys yeah. and he shows up on his first planet. With a bunch of knobs. Yes. Because they all level, level up. The whole, <laughs> the whole fight. Thus begins the Second War of Armageddon, a.k.a. Ulanor, a.k.a. Succodemper. He's renamed his ship World Killer. W-U-R-L-D-K-I-L-L-A. Why not? Because why not? He arrives in the Armageddon system. He detects the main planet, which is Ulanor, and then which also smashes. this planet has not had a great spot. By the way, this planet is armed to the teeth. Yeah. It is way this this place. This is, is where the beast was. This is where Angron was just here. Like Angron was there too. I forgot about that. This is a big like we're this fighting. This place is literally goes. Hey, why have one gun when you could have 43 guns? Yeah. They have literally made this planet comically armed. It is surrounded by nothing but death satellites. The entire planet is a fortress of, I'm going to murder you if you show up. And again, in orc roadrunner style, they go, re-entry's dumb. Yeah. I just refuse to accept that it, it exists. Why don't we just land this thing that does not have atmospheric flight and into the have planet? Engines, if we're being honest, and they just crash Wordkilla into the into planet. the planet, and the Imperial Guard are just looking up at, well, this sucks. Oh, good! All the orcs just came flying out of it. This is kind of weird, though, because he does the whole orc thing. Which is Gasgill starts with the comical Roadrunner. I don't believe this happens. Like just crash. Yeah. Something they can't. I'm gonna land my not landable thing. 
into the planet. That happens. But then he actually like randomly becomes tactical master and sends part of his force out to soften them up, to lure them into thinking that they are the same orcs they've always fought, which is just kind of a, a wave of everyone. And as long as we can figure this out, you know, we can do it. And he starts trapping them and setting them up and taking yeah, he, almost well, no losses, even are, though he's killing there so are many tactics, a lot of tactics. However, despite all these tactics, he does run into one small problem. Commissar Yarrick. I mean, Yarrick exists. Yarrick oh, exists. Well, I mean, Yarrick doesn't exist anymore. Sorry. Yarrick, Yarrick existed. I, he, I have him in the closet over there. I have, I have, a, I have a Yarrick, of fully old Yarrick age. model. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yarrick, and I did, didn't love this person. He was, his, his last day at work was the invasion I of I mean, Armageddon. he literally was, they, they, the guys that wrote this saw Lethal Weapon the day before and went, so uh, Danny Glover's Yarrick. Okay, go. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, should we do it any different? Nope. Nah. 100%. Just Danny Glover's Yarrick. Give him a y power claw. Yarrick is in charge of one of the hides, which is Hades. And Gaz runs through most of the rest of the planet, but this but one laughably rolls through. Begins giving him problem. And the stubborn defenses, as we've said, orcs like a good fight, but Gaz is also trying to lead all the orcs. And so he can't lose and he can't lose anything that's the yeah. problem and so he turns he just starts seeing this these losses he, he could everything have, he, he does. could have legitimately left this hive alone and just went you're surrounded you can't do anything but he took it as a personal offense yeah and begins attacking Dayton. and the next note i do have here is hey brad how do you remove an orc infestation i would try fire mainly because they're spores and also they're wearing t-shirts yeah. so and is there any space marine chapter that's really good at fire? Um, I would go with, uh, you can take Blood Angels, but uh, they showed up. But wait a second. Let me carry the one. My favorite space cha marine chapter, which is the Salamanders. Yes. They show up with, yes, all of the flame weapons. And actually begin turning the tide. Well, they also show up behind them. So. Behind them and above them, they'd be in orbital bombarding. Yeah. Gaz is just not on the planet anymore. Well, that's another thing. Well, Gaz, we talked about Gaz possibly dying a billion times. Gork and Mork are like, no, nah, we chose this guy. But Gaz is just gone. They flatline the orcs, the, the, the ones doing Hades. And, and begin rebuilding the planet's defenses primarily. Yeah, like, again, also, I can't begin to stress how laughably ridiculous 40K is about certain planets that they decide that they're defending. Yeah. They literally do comic-style gun on top of gun on top of gun on mm -hmm. fortress on top of gun on top of fortress. Like, hey, man, is that 2,000 guns a mile in the sky? Yes. Do you think we need more? Probably. Gaz is in space. And he decides, well, that didn't go right. You know what'll make it go right? More orcs. <laughs> you know what? You said, I'm sorry. You said more orcs. I said, how about all, all of the, the orcs? orcs? And he grabs, yes, everybody. I mean, man, if I could only give you the meme, I would give it from 
uh, Leon, sorry, the professional. Yes. Uh, Gary Oldman. Everyone. And he does. Armageddon has rebuilt their defenses. The planet is now covered in anti-aircraft, anti-vehicle, anti- You know what they didn't have anti, though? Random shit falling from the sky. Because Gaz brings in all of that old Space Hulk stuff, but he brought a bunch more and just goes, remember when I randomly Looney Tune landed and didn't the laws of physics ignored them? I'm going to I'm not going to ignore the laws of physics this time. And I'm just going to take giant debris and fling it at the planet real fast. And that debris called rock are okay. (laughs) Uh, they were there it's about rok lands on the planet with orcs in it but also gaz's mech's newest invention the teleporter yeah which isn't a real invention no i actually brett and i've discussed this we both believe teleporters don't actually do anything Orcs just believe they do and orcs teleport themselves across the galaxy it (laughs) is literally a they put it again an acme x on the ground and say i can now teleport to here you could always have done that but now you just need to stand on the spray-painted X on the ground. Yeah, stand on the X and we'll arrive there. The planet is almost... Well, th- this is big, though, because the the cunning part of Gaz on this is he sends a bunch of debris down, and he doesn't start sending orcs until the middle of it. Yeah. So he just throws random trash that blows up. He's literally, again, he's sending buildings down on the Defenders. And there's nothing in them. There's just buildings. He's just trashing, trashing, trashing. And this happens for a while. It's not like he threw one thing. And oh, then the there's entire orcs. planet just keeps getting right. more and more But rocks. he doesn't, there's no orcs until later. You know, like he yeah. he throws all this stuff down. And then he's actually, this is actually a really cool plan, to be honest with you. Because he throws all this trash down on the planet. And then they're trying to deal with it. Do we blow it up? Do we try to shoot it down? It's too big to do anything mm-hmm. about because it's literally a giant skyscraper crashing down on us from orbit. But then all of a sudden, hours in, orcs start coming out. And also, orcs start fighting, starting fights because orcs landed on the planet and they didn't even know orcs were on the planet. Like he's, They start fighting people and then all of a sudden you get reports of hey, we're fighting guys right now. Like, that's what's going on right now. Anyone have an idea? Yeah. The invasion of Armageddon, though, as Brad said earlier, is not just one planet. Remember, he said we're going to bring all the orcs? All the orcs. This is beginning beginning moving into a galaxy-wide level of invasion. And the Imperium has to do something. Because it's not about losing Armageddon anymore. It's about losing, losing everything. Everything. Well, the, the, the only, the, the biggest thing, the actually, I actually think the Imperium would have lost if the orcs fought to win and not just to fight. Yeah. Because the orcs only fight in places where they can pick a fight. Yes. So they're not picking off supply logistics well, they're not let's not what the imperium does is they literally turn the entire greater system-wide everything anything anything within light years of armageddon turns into a war effort yep. where it is we are going to fight these orcs not only to kill them but also just to contain them yeah. because if they continue to expand 
they would have actually conquered the galaxy. The the Imperium does do something smart, which is they give the orcs places to fight. Yes. They effectively challenge the orcs by fortifying places, and the orcs just can't help themselves. They they want the fight. So they go to the fortified places. They could have just went, I'm gonna go to Seoul. Well, I, I, I go to Seoul, but I can also just, I could start just hitting agriculture worlds. I can mm. hit industrial yeah, hives. Boring. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying they, they didn't try to kill their logistics. They went wherever there was a bunch of guys that were willing to fight them. That's where they fought. <clears throat> In the middle of this, though, Gaz starts to get almost bored. He just it, it, this isn't what he's he realizes that this isn't what he's meant to do. This war, this the the, the war at Armageddon's big, but it's not Gorgon Mork big. It, it's not Vision Quest yeah. big. Yeah, I have to go. So he actually just leaves. While the wall Armageddon's happening, just this is random too. Yeah, it just gets up and grabs he, some he of his definitely boys. Definitely Forrest Gump's. He's yeah, like, just "Hey goes, guys, I'm kind of tired now. I'm about to go home. I'm gonna go home and just and disappears back into." The orcs also start to get wrecked when that happens. Well, yeah, as soon as he leaves, because like, Gaz has a connection. When we talk about war bosses. War bosses lead almost psionically with their forces. So when he's gone, the orcs start to kind of fall apart and they mankind ruined. just starts running through them. Then takes us to kind of what I would call the modernist part of 40K, which is Armageddon is still raging. There's Gaz has now left the galaxy and now he's had a new vision. But his vision is one, Gaz knows Gork and or Mork has told him where every single orc empire is in the entire galaxy. He now just knows. Mm -hmm. Just It's not a, I'm going to look it up. He just knows. He vision quested it. He knows where every orc army is. Orc, sorry, not army, empire is. And he is now, I am going to unite the tribes. He's going to Robert the Bruce. He is going to unite the tribes <laughs> He is going to, you know, I, I cannot be stopped with my old movie you will references. Not be, you will not be stopped with old movie references. And he is going to get every single orc, all of the empires, not one orc alive is kind of, I leave no orc behind. Yep. He is getting every single one of them, and they are all going to unite behind him and fight Ragnar, the, the final battle. Basically. Yeah, which they did name Ragnarok, which, come on. I mean, I, I did want to say that, but like, come on, yeah. Like, just, come on, you didn't, you could Orc, orc granat. I mean, orc you, could, you yeah. could have had some fun with this, but and he starts. I mean, we don't even have enough time to go into this. This could be like fifteen podcasts. He does, he does this in epic conquest. He doesn't just like fight the guy and beat him. He does these epic feats to show the orcs that he is the chosen one, and he is going to lead them to the promised land. Follow me. We're going to kill everybody. We're going to wreck this. I'm going to give you the best fights ever. And he does this in such a great way because every single one is this epic level quest that he completes and then gets a system, two systems, however big that orc empire is. He gets all of them behind him to follow him now. And he is literally accidentally leading the biggest wog ever. And it's kind of a wog without him. It, it has a, in-game purpose, but it also has no purpose. So he has to kind of... We're, at the, at the, we're at the modern part. Of, now we've caught up to what we call modern 40K, 41K. 
And we're going to, and Gaz is now leading a true, a true wob. Yeah, a true wob. The true, how about this? The truest, wob. the truest wob. With this, with Gaz leading them, one story I did like that came, I think came in out of the Octarius books was that all of a sudden Gaz can actually feel and command orcs from across the galaxy. He's, his wob is so powerful that he actually is, is reaching through the stars and commanding forces everywhere, which Instantaneous is time, by the which way. is terrifying. This is, this is the power Tyrians don't have. This is a power Necrons don't have. No species has this power where you have one leader. I guess it's him and the emperor, that level of power of him and the emperor, where they can actually contact and control across the galaxy. Yes, he's fighting multiple fronts under him at the same time mm -hmm. with instantaneous communication. Yep. And it's orcs. And that's scary. Yeah. So with that, we'll take a break. I recognize there's a lot of details we didn't get into on this one, but because there's a limit to this thing called time. From there, take a break. Just to give you guys a taste. And we're going to move into our, will be our third and final episode on orcs, where we're going to focus more about the technology and weapons and some of our favorite orc units and also why we play orcs. Bubble chuckers. Bubble chuckers. Bubble chuckers. Bubble chuckers. <laughs> bubble chuckers and also gargantuan squiggle. Thank you so much for listening. Again, please join our Discord, follow us on Facebook, and like and subscribe to the podcast. Please give us a positive review. If you have a negative review, write it on someone else's. But with that, I'm John Barsahi. This is Brad Chester. This guy. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs> <laughs>